Today is a special Sunday in the life of our church because today is what we call Walk Through Bethlehem Sunday. This tradition goes back to 1983 when the youth of this church set up a live nativity scene up at South Hall, that's the White House up the hill, uh, and, and they invited people to walk through. Well now, 40 years later, I believe this is our 38th, couple years were off, pandemic and construction, our 38th walk through Bethlehem, and uh, George Keith's sister, Anne, uh, was a, a special youth here that loved that live nativity scene, and it's grown uh, in her honor. And so, George, we always remember that. But this is one of Nashville's great Christmas traditions. And so, as always, I want to thank everybody who has worked hard and is downstairs working hard right now to, to make this happen and to bring Bethlehem to life. Jesus was born in a stable and laid in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. And if we're honest, for many of us still today, there's not room for Jesus in our hearts. We're too busy chasing success and prestige. We're too preoccupied, too distracted. We're, we're buried in our iPhones and our tablets. We're not present in the moment. We're too damaged by organized religion and the, the baggage it can bring. We're too distracted to let God break into our hearts. But the real meaning of Christmas is a gift that money can't buy. It's a gift that you can't order on Amazon, FedEx can't deliver it. It's the gift of peace and deep joy deep within our soul. So today, the Alexander family lit the second candle on the Advent wreath, which is the, the candle for peace. Christianity is a religion of peace. Almost every carol we sing during this time has at least one line about peace. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. O come, desires of nations bind, all peoples in one heart and mind. Bid envy, strife, and quarrel cease. Fill the whole world with heaven's peace. During Advent, we wait patiently for the coming of the Prince of Peace into our hearts. And if you think about it, the message of Christ is the message of peace. Isaiah said, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, authority rests upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The angels proclaimed it, glory to God in the highest, on earth, peace among all people. So if we seek to follow Jesus today, we must do our very best to be agents of peace in the world. Because we all know that the world is not a peaceful place. We have wars and invasions and shootings and hostile politics. We have anger and resentment and even hatred for other people. But Jesus calls us to be people of peace. In our reading today, the prophet Isaiah foretells what he calls the peaceable kingdom, where, where the wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a, and a little child shall lead them. Then a few verses later, Isaiah says, they will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. So what I wanna to talk to you about today on the second Sunday of Advent, this walk through Bethlehem Sunday, is, is how we can get peace into our soul. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time getting peace into my soul sometimes. This year's been hard, 
But I get stressed out, I get frustrated, I get in a hurry, I, I got too many things to do, too little time to do it. And so while I believe that finding inner peace is important, I don't always experience it. How about you? What does it mean to have peace in your soul? What is your soul? The, the word you'll hear today in Bethlehem, if you go through, is, is shalom. And shalom never means the absence of conflict or trouble because life is not perfect. It means that which makes for the highest good. The peace that our world offers to us is very different from the peace that Christ offers to us. The peace that the world offers to us is an escape, a vacation, a day at the spa, an avoidance of trouble. But the peace that Jesus gives to us is what we call a peace of conquest. It's a peace that allows us to deal with anything that comes our way in life, and nobody can take this peace away from you once you find it. It's an inner peace that's completely independent of outward circumstances and situations. It's a peace we find in God, and it allows us to deal with all of our worries and our fears, all of our trials and tribulations, all of our uncertainties and insecurities, all of our doubt and our uneasiness. So what I'm gonna do this morning is, is I'm gonna give you a prescription for how we can find peace in our soul, not just at Christmas, but beyond. The first is this, we find it in Christ. We must look to Jesus as our source of strength. You see, throughout his entire life and ministry, Jesus taught it. My peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. But we have to be more specific. How do we find peace in Christ? We find it through prayer. We find it through worship. We find it through reading the scriptures and diving into the Bible. We find it by surrounding ourselves with people who care about us and who want what's best for us. I want what is best for all of you. Jesus promises us the gift of the Holy Spirit, but it's still up to us to tap into it. The Spirit moves in ways that we can't understand or explain, but when we learn to surrender our hearts to God, when we realize that we don't have to control everything because we can't, we find that peace. There's way more things that are out of our control than things that are in our control, but still we have a hard time accepting that. I love this ancient Chinese proverb that says, if there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. And if there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. And if there's harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. And if there's order in the nation, there will be peace in the world. But one thing builds on the next. We must look to Jesus Christ in all that we do, the one that we call the Prince of Peace. Secondly, to find peace in our soul, we have to build margin into our lives. You see, life is busy. Life is stressful, overwhelming. We fill our days with too much. We rush from one thing to the next, not leaving enough time to do it all. But busyness is a badge of honor in our culture. How you been? I'm busy. I'm important but not when it comes to the spiritual life. 
I was in Michigan this summer, guest preaching and, and lecturing up there, and I, I was in this town on the coast, and I saw this guy that had a t-shirt that said, another great day ruined by responsibility. <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> but it's our responsibilities and our busy lives that keep us from having peace, right? We must be wise in what we choose to take on. We can't be afraid to say no. We can't do it all. We can't be everywhere. If we want to find peace in our soul, then margin matters. And some people need more margin than others. You know, Megan and I have three kids, 13, 11, and seven. We both work full time, more than full time. And our lives quickly turn into runaway trains. And when that happens, we know we have to slow down, we have to pull back, and we have to find peace. Third, to find peace in our soul, we have to learn to be in the present moment. You know, just like busyness has become a badge of honor, so is multitasking. Think about your phone. Here's mine. Think about all the things that you can do on your phone. Texting, email, news, articles, stocks, weather, social media. The problem is when we're multitasking, we, we, we can't focus on who we're with. So many of us are not present. You know, our, our, our kids know it. Our spouses know it. Our friends know it. But real peace can only be found in the present moment. I was once uh, on a beach vacation with my family. We like to go to the beach. And, and I was there and I saw a dad who was sitting there and, and, and his kids really wanted him to come get in the water. They wanted him to come build a sand castle. They wanted him to come fly a kite and throw a football. But the dad was too busy. He was working. He was sending emails. He was getting things done and making important decisions. Well, guess what? That dad was me. I was the one not present on the vacation. I was the one who didn't have time to play. I, I was the one who was saying, just a few minutes, I'll be there in a few minutes. And that's simply not okay. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring troubles of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Live your life one day at a time, one moment at a time, because peace is found in the present moment. Fourth, to have peace in our soul, we must learn to practice kindness. Somebody recently shared this definition of kindness with me that I love. Listen to this. Kindness is evidence of impenetrable strength. It's the willingness to stay soft in a world that tries to harden you at every corner. It's the ability to absorb your own emotions and diffuse them to decide what you want to act on and what you want to put back out into the world, regardless of what the world has put you through. Kind people are not just good. They are heroes in their own way. Their ability to not reciprocate unkindness to a world that often deserves it makes them catalysts for the, the deepest healing to occur. So kindness is a virtue, and it's a decision. No matter what you're going through in life, no matter what stress you might be under, you can choose to be kind, but it's not always easy. 
Jesus taught, turn the other cheek. Go the extra mile. You, you don't control what comes at you, but you do control what you put back out there. You know, we all know the world throws many things at us. Obstacles, disappointments, hurt, pain, tragedy, insults, but it's always our decision what we're going to put back out there. And if you don't know what to put back out there, just don't put anything back out there. People can be mean and mean-spirited. They can say things that hurt, but, but you never have to return that favor. Kindness is one of the fruits of the Spirit that Paul talks about in Galatians 5. Remember that? And it becomes evident when we're spiritually grounded and anchored in God. And, and the people that truly deserve our kindness are the people that are closest to us, our families, our close friends. But so many times we don't give it to them. The fifth part of my prescription for peace in the soul we must learn to embrace change. You see, change is an inevitable part of life. Everything changes, but the love of God stays the same. With change comes loss. With loss comes grief. And with grief comes hurt. But with every change that comes our way, we have an opportunity to grow and to be better. Ecclesiastes, it says, to everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. What we don't seem to like is when change comes that we didn't choose. When change comes that we didn't plan, when change comes that we didn't ask for, but even then we have a chance to grow. So change is inevitable in life, but growth is always optional. So what will we choose? Will we fight back or will we choose it to grow and as an opportunity for, for something else? Sixth, to experience peace in the soul, we have to stay away from toxic people. Some people are so toxic that if you don't stay away from them, their toxicity will rub off on you. They will pull you down. Their negativity, their cynicism, their disappointment will begin to affect you. I, I didn't say you don't love them. I didn't say you don't care for them, but you have to surround yourself with people who will build you up and not tear you down. You have to surround yourself with people who want what is best for you. You have to surround yourself with people who deeply care about you. So we all get to choose our friends and our company and, and, and those are some of the most important decisions that we will ever make. Hurting people hurt others. They always have. Are there, there's gonna be times in life when people that we love and care about the most will hurt us deeply and we know what that feels like. But there's a difference between isolated incidents and people who are chronically toxic and mean. And we simply cannot and should not surround ourselves with those kinds of people because it will affect our quality of life. So make wise decisions about who you let into your inner circle and who you trust and who you listen to. Lastly, to find peace in the soul, there's one more thing that we have to do, and Jesus taught it. Forgive. We forgive because Jesus forgave us. 
We forgive because he commanded us to do it. We forgive because not forgiving is too great of a burden to bear. We forgive because that's what we pray every week at the end of the pastoral prayer, right? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You see, forgiveness is a Christian virtue, but because we're all human, it's a necessary one. Don't don't expect others to forgive you if you're not willing to forgive other people. I I don't want to live in a world, Christmas or any other time, that doesn't have forgiveness. Because without it, I don't know if we can survive. MLK said, I'm sticking with love because hate is too great of a burden to bear. Failing to forgive somebody is like drinking poison and waiting for another person to die. It's not healthy. It's not part of the kingdom of God. So this Christmas, this walk through Bethlehem Sunday, I hope that you can find the peace that passes understanding. And I hope that you can take that peace and spread it to a hurting world. And I hope that you will remember that peace has to start in your own heart.